This podcast may contain adult themes and triggering topics. Please be kind to yourself if you get triggered by what we discuss. Also, this isn't a substitute for therapy or counseling. Please listen to the appendix at the end for some of our recommendations for resources that will help you find a qualified mental health care provider. Now, we take you to a time in the near future where emotional abuse has been appropriately deemed a crime and the survivors find a home to reclaim their lives and freedom. This is Haven, and these are the stories of the Reclaimers. Thus resulting in a final confirmation. Criminal number 13 has no knowledge, belief, or information regarding any other covert operations. And recording. Mycroft. Don't speak. I know you're angry. You weren't going to use the refusal anymore. I don't need to do that to know that you're angry. Sefi, it was a simple assignment. Use your gift, train your gift in certain interrogation methods, record the research, work with the subjects, and report what you find. You've done hundreds of data sets at school that follow the same pattern. You wouldn't be published if that weren't the case. I tried, Mycroft. I really did. I just couldn't follow the method you laid out. Something in me screams that it's wrong. Violating people, especially people as wonderfully kind and thoughtful as my subjects, as you call them. They aren't criminals. Mycroft, they're people with lives and families, and we've destroyed them. We've taken everything from them. Everything. No, Sefi. We've given them every opportunity to cooperate, just like we've done with you. And you disobeyed a direct order. Can I begin to tell you how disappointed I am? You said a few weeks ago that you wanted to be good for each other again. And I believed you. Gave in to your flattery and idealization once again. I allowed you to charm your way back in and then this disobedience. The only reason we're going through these final interviews, the only reason we're having to drag Alcorn through all this and go to all this taxpayer expense is because of you. You, Sefi. Your willful defiance of every tiny, annoying, minuscule piece of this incredibly simple assignment. I'm sorry for all the trouble. not sorry for what you've done. You're never sorry for what you've done. Have you noticed that? You're always sorry, and you apologize over and over, but do you hear? Do you see how it's never truly changed your behavior? I, I hear apology after apology from you. It's, it's cruel how you offer the words of remorse, but no changes in your behavior. <laughs> I'm an easy man to please, Sefi. It takes so little to give me what I want. I just wanted to help you heal. I just wanted to offer you love. I just wanted to be the father figure you never had. And you wouldn't let me. Doesn't it matter that I wanted that for you? Doesn't that matter at all? Yes. It matters. It matters very much. And I know we can start, start over. Start over. 
After all the chances I've given you to change. Yes. All the times that I've bent over backward trying to make myself into the person that would make you happy. You're impossible to please, Seffi. You have these exacting standards and you're always criticizing me. My teaching, my methods, my research, my very personhood, even now. <laughs> even now. If I asked you to tell me one good thing I've done for you, I bet you couldn't tell me. I could. You gave me this opportunity to begin with. You put me up for the Allport Award. And you gave me a chance to work on a world-class research project. You've listened to my complaints, and you've tried to be supportive. All of those things, and you still criticize my methods. You still made me look the fool in front of the tribunal. It's not you, Mycroft. It's the method of using the refusal. Clearly, it works to get the information, oh, please, but it's missing Ms. Colossi, all the don't ethical... patronize me. Damn me with faint praise. I finally, finally see through you. Will you just let me explain? Will you just give me a chance to tell you without making assumptions about what you're reading from me? Let me collect my thoughts and then explain it to you. You vilify me all the time, Mycroft, and you never let me explain. Stop, Miss Colossi, stop. I don't need your explanations. I know what you intend. Remember, I can read everything. Remember that story you told me, Miss Colossi? The one about the tiger. How a tiger can be trained to stay in a ring of fire, even to its death. They are taught to stay in the most dangerous and terrifying conditions because they've been conditioned to believe their trainer loves them. The trainer guides them through, carefully loving them, giving them the intermittent kindness gaining their trust, and then slowly and carefully teaching the tiger to go against its natural instincts. Do you remember? As I recall, you asked me to research the tiger. No, I didn't. Remember, I have a mind like a steel trap. No. I remember every detail of every conversation we've ever had, Miss Colossi. You, <laughs> you brought the tiger to me. And now I know why. You were trying to hint at your intentions with me. Play with me before devouring me. You've carefully groomed me to respond to you, demanding every moment of my time so I'd become accustomed to having you around. So that when you finally discarded me, I would be in so much pain, I wouldn't be able to cope with the loss. No. I never... The denial won't help here. I see it so plainly. It's been... It's been... Uh, prepared since you discarded me. When did I... I never discarded you. I have faithfully... Come back to this room every day for the past 15 days since I confessed that I'd revealed that information to my... The criminals. <laughs> the confession was... The discard, Miss Colossi. No, no. I confessed because I respected you. I wanted you to be the first to know. And so I came back here every day to be here for every final interrogation with all of the such criminals. 
Even though you've refused to talk to me and you've vilified every single thing I've said, even though you've reported things incorrectly, Mycroft, if anyone is the tiger in the ring of fire, it's not you, it's me. And I'm not the questionably ethical researcher. You are. And you idealized me in the beginning. I didn't bring you the tiger. You asked for it. You asked for information about the tiger. I've got all the information right here. My notes. Everything. If you just listen, we could go No. Home. No. We're done. I'm done. You're... Uh, no. I, I want to work on this. I want to figure out a way. No more attacks, Evie. No more manipulations. I would like to point out that while you can make the case for me treating you like the villain, as you so often accuse me of doing, even with that, I have never openly or consciously made that decision to view you as the villain. I've never insulted you, never treated you with so little regard, never thought less of you because of the many mistakes you've made. On the other hand, you have thrown insults, focused on my mistakes, and attempted to manipulate me with harsh criticisms, and then used periods of love and kindness and apologies to draw me back in. I should probably just straight up clarify my intention in all of this. I intend to take care of myself first and foremost moving forward. I can't continue to care for someone like you. Someone who won't even allow me to build a m monumentally important project like this one without criticizing me right and left. I see no value in continuing to associate with someone with as toxic, toxic as behavior as yourself. I, you have at last proven what you wanted all along, that I am not worth anything to you. That you only care what I can do for you. <laughs> that you've never cared about me as a person. Or the things that I've suffered at your hands. <laughs> and look what you've done to those poor criminals. They'll likely never recover. You once showed potential. Oh, Miss Colossi. After what you've done, I imagine you'll never find another opportunity like this one. Like the ones that I have provided you. I know people at Yale, Miss Colossi, and I'm going to make sure they know all about your toxic practices. <laughs> Mentoring you, helping you heal, befriending you. Whatever it is you want to call this abusive relationship, that's yours. I'm finished with you. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I can leave. But could we talk about this in the morning? No, no. <laughs> I don't just want you gone from this room. I want you gone from the encampment. 
for good. Now. But Alcorn's transport left this afternoon. I don't know how to call another. Well, I guess you'll have to figure out that uh, with Demi. <laughs> Can I at least say goodbye to my criminals? What do I have to say in order to get you to leave? <laughs> I told you I'm done. <laughs> Crying to manipulate me won't work this time, Miss Colossi. <laughs> you want to moralize about not violating boundaries? This is a boundary. I've asked you to go, so go. My crowd. Go! I'm sorry. Don't I'm make so me sorry. call security. Don't make me call someone! Hey, it's Percy and Feeney here. What you've just heard is a work of fiction, but we know that many listeners are living in a world of pain that isn't fictional at all. At the end of every episode, we're going to include an appendix of sorts. Some things we hope will serve those who live with a reality of fear and pain every day. First, we want to let you know about our website, www.empowering.tools, where we keep an ongoing list of books, websites, hotlines, and many other resources for victims and survivors of toxic relationships. Second, we love to hear from you. If you'd like to share your story with us or let us know how the episode impacted you, we'd love for you to reach out. These are deeply emotional things, and we want to give you a chance to share. We're a small team, so an in-depth response isn't always possible, but we do read every message we receive. Third, if you're in crisis or you need to find an immediate way out, please call 800 799 7233 for the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. If your abuser is a parent or a non-romantic relationship, there are other resources we've listed on the website that are just for you. A reminder, emotional violence is still violence. You don't need to have bruises on your body to deserve help, and it's okay to feel what you're feeling when you call. Fourth, be safe. For some, getting out will take planning and time. If you know you need help, do what you need in order to safely get away. Lastly, we know how difficult it can be to believe there's hope on the other side of a toxic relationship. Many on our team know the devastatingly difficult steps it takes to get away from an abusive predator. But there is hope. You don't have to do it alone. If you don't have supportive family or friends, you can still find support at the hotlines we mentioned earlier or at a local hospital or shelter. Thousands of survivors have made it out. Getting out and reclaiming your freedom can be your story. We believe in you. We believe in your future. And, and we, we believe, believe in your right to that freedom. freedom.